0: Greetings, everyone, and welcome to another edition of Locked On Fantasy Football Podcast. As usual, I'm your host, Vinny Ironman. I'm not doing this. I'm writing about NFL and fantasy football for SportingNews.com. Come check out the start sitcom that I have up, The Decider, and uh, look at uh, all the matchups you need to look at, the rankings, the uh, players you want to start and sit across the board here in Week 6. And uh, we'll dive more into those here. As we look at the back half matchups, that means all the way through Sunday night and Monday night football. We'll also cover that marquee Cowboys Patriots game in that 425 window. So, seven games to break down for you. We broke down the first seven there, starting with Thursday night football. We'll have the Eagles and Bucks kick it off here. So, we'll break down the rest of the games for you on the show today. Then we'll close tomorrow with Lineup Friday, looking at things from a DFS perspective here. And, uh, Use all the matchups, things we learned, and then look at the price points there on DraftKings and Fandle, as well as we'll give you last-minute injury updates for the weekend's game Sunday and Monday, who's playing, who's not, who's uh, someone we got to track there for game time decisions. All right, thanks for making Locked On Fantasy Football your first listen every day. We're free and available on all platforms. Let's dive right in. And excuse me today, a little bit of... Uh, mm- cough that I'm fighting with some allergies, it's that time of year, it's also that time of year for the Bengals to play the Lions, it's a three and a half spread in favor of the road team, Cincinnati going to Detroit, 47 and a half is the over under, so looking at this matchup, and it's pretty good for Cincinnati across the board, Joe Burrow, good to go with a throat injury, he's in your lineup, he's a top 12 easy finisher this week, Jamar Chase, the Lions have been giving up a lot of big plays downfield. Now, interesting with Adam Thielen last week, Tyler Boyd was kind of uh, working the slot pretty well, but he's been quite of late, but uh, the Lions a little bit better <clears throat> in the slot than uh, we expect in coverage. They're really burnable on the outside. That's what we saw with Justin Jefferson going off, and we have Chase pretty much Justin Jefferson, part two here, from the same program, the rookie du jour that we're looking at who can make big plays, and is the number one guy for his quarterback. So when you look at uh, Jamar Chase, he's having a bigger year potentially than his uh, former LLC teammate Jefferson. So he's locked and loaded. I love that Burrow Chase stack in DFS. We'll talk about that a little bit more tomorrow. But yeah, Chase is a wide receiver one this week. I think T. Higgins does some damage. Uh, they have their second uh, corner there, Amari Wure, that is uh, hurt for the Lions. So and when you look at that, I think T. Higgins does a little bit more on the outside, makes things happen. Boyd might calm down a little bit. I still think he's a wide receiver three and half point in full if you need him. But Higgins bumps up to wide receiver two. And I love Chase to really smash it in this matchup. Now, Joe Mixon, limited early in the week, but he got limited snaps, uh, produced a little bit last week with a touchdown. But he might get more regular snaps this week. Samaj Pirine is on the COVID 19 list. So. Great matchup. We know uh, Alexander Madison is an understudy for the Vikings. Crushed it last week against the Lions. So Joe Mixon, if he can get into full practice, would be nice. So he can uh, shake off uh, any residuals from that ankle injury. But if P. Ryan's not playing and Mixon is locked and loaded, he's an RB1 this week. That's how good this matchup is. So really start the main Bengals that you already would and uh, bump them all up with upgrades. Avoid the guys like CJ Uzama and people that you would not play. Now, the Bengals defense start at your own risk. They can get you some sacks, but we know they underwhelmed that Jacksonville matchup uh, on the road a couple weeks ago on Thursday night, so keep that in mind. You can play them if you're desperate. You might get a decent performance, but I wouldn't expect a high upside play there from the Bengals D because they're pretty vulnerable as well in different areas. So from the Lions side of things, I think it's uh, hopefully a T.J. Hawkins rebound game. You go with DeAndre Swift, so it's pretty much down to those two guys here with Quintus Cephas on the shelf here at receiver, so not really extending to Khalif Raymond or anybody like that. Amon Ross St. Brown is the guy we look at. I'm not sure if I would go all in on him, but deeper leagues wide receiver three potential, especially in PPR, he's getting that kind of volume. But Hawkinson will see is the knee injury is still bothering him. Definitely the attention has been there from defenses. The Bengals are pretty good against the tight ends. They have a uh, Jesse Bates in coverage, so something to worry about there for sure. With Hawkinson, uh, we need to get him going. We want the week one and week two Hawkinson not week three, four, five Hawkinson here. So maybe some big plays are coming here for him. He's overdue. they got to feed him more. If Cephas is on the shelf, uh, if Hawkinson's not involved, they're done. It can't just be a lot of throws to DeAndre Swift. But that said, we love Swift in this game. The game script means a lot of short passes. The Bengals can give up a lot of that. So Swift is a pretty high end, uh, running back two this week. Hawkinson a back end tight end one. And really not going anywhere else with this uh, Lions offense in this particular matchup. All right, <clears throat> the next uh, uh, matchup we have is the Rams and Giants. The Rams are 10-point uh, favorites here on the road. And we know the Giants have a lot of injuries here. So we'll go over those in a minute. The over-under is uh, 48 here. So let's start with the Rams side of things. That's easy here. Matthew Stafford is a solid QB1 this week. Uh, Robert Woods... Wide receiver two, Cooper Cup, a wide receiver one, both with upside. In this matchup, I know they do have James Bradbury on their other side, but what they do well with Woods and Cup, they move them around inside and outside. And Bradbury's a bigger corner. So they got Woods going last week. Cup has already been uh, blowing it up, and uh, they had to kind of overcorrect to get Woods involved. But I think both of those will be uh, very uh, deployable this week. If you need uh, Tyler Higbee, you can look at him as well. The Giants do struggle in covering the tight end. They lost... Blake Martinez uh, for the season at linebacker. They also have injuries at safety. Jabril Peppers missed last week. And Logan Ryan is also hurt now. So middle of the field opened up here. So all the Rams principles here. Higby, a back end, a tight end. Won this week, uh, Woods Woodson Cup. Very startable. Stafford locked in. And don't forget about Daryl Henderson. The game script is excellent here. You figure the Rams will be playing with a lead and running the ball quite a bit in the second half. And that also brings up Sonny Michelle. He looked really good against the Seahawks similar situation. They split the carries a little bit more. He got goal line work there. So, yeah, there's a good chance Sonny Michelle scores in this game on top of Darrell Henderson producing well. So, get him in there if you have him with the Rams and their defense. You can definitely look at it. I think it would be <coughs> a little bit better to go with their defense if we know it's Mike Glennon starting. We know Daniel Jones has got a concussion. Will he be cleared in time to play? On the other front here for the Giants, uh, their wide receivers I think they'll be down Kenny Galladay with the knee hyperextension. But, so far only the week, Darius Slayton and, and Sterling Shepard look like they could return from the hamstring injuries. Kadarius, Tony had a monstrous breakout game last week. We actually want those guys to play, so maybe Jalen Ramsey can kind of cover one of those veterans and let uh, Tony do his thing, but Rams are also smart. They're going to look at things and say Tony was the guy that was making the big plays. We need to cut him off here. So not a guarantee that uh, Shepard or Slayton will play either, but Galladay, pretty sure he's out for this game. Evan Ingram... You're looking at him uh maybe um to get a few balls here. But I think it really just depends if you have all three wide receivers out. If it's uh two, then uh, yeah, Ingram has a little bit more appeal. But if you have Shepard and Slayton playing along with uh, Tony, I'm not going to go there, especially if it's Mike Glenn quarterback. So a lot of things we have to look at there. Oh yeah, that's not <coughs> all for, <coughs> for the uh Giants injuries. And excuse me again, Saquon Barkley with his ankle. He's going to miss... This game for sure. It's called a low ankle sprain, which means it's not going to put him on the shelf forever or linger. But for this game, immediate future, he's out. Devontae Booker, I guess you can play him if you're desperate at running back or if you had Barkley. He's volume-based. The matchup is not good. The game script also could be pretty negative. So a lot of things still to sort out the way we look at the Giants, but we're not feeling the vibe of any of the Giants with the way things could go down here, especially if Glennon is there, especially if uh, Ramsey is out there lurking and could take away Tony. So... Booker is the only guy that I feel maybe somewhat comfortable about playing this matchup just based on him getting the ball off. And again, another reason to re really like the Rams' defense this week here. They've been up and down, but against weaker offenses. We know Mike Glennon uh, already threw a pick-six last week against the Cowboys. And Daniel Jones can turn over the ball under pressure as well. The Giants are also banged up in the offensive line with uh, their guard, Ben Bredesen, and uh, their left tackle, Andrew Thomas. So. There's always uh, options here to go after the Giants in the pass rush, so love the Rams' defense this week, especially Glennon. They should be the number one on the board. All right, there takes care of two games here on the back half of the Week 6 schedule from a fantasy football perspective. We still have to get into five more, including the marquee matchups that we have, Cardinals, Browns, Cowboys, Patriots, Seahawks, Steelers, and uh, capping it all off will be the Bills-Titan games. So we will... uh, Talk all about that, but I do have to remind you that this episode is brought to you by RockAuto.com. With the ever increasing numbers that makes the models, that it's now possible for your local chain R parts store to stock all the parts you need. Why are often pointless or seemingly intimidating questioning? It wait while the person behind the counter orders the parts on their computer, choosing the only brand they were asked to carry. You have computers with ro- access to RockAuto.com at home in your pocket. You can save time and money when using RockAuto. Why choose to spend 30, 50, even 100% more for the same parts from a chain store or car dealership? You can pay. $353 for a Honda Odyssey fuel pump from a chainsaw, or you can only pay $216 at Rock Auto. And that's the thing about Rock Auto, the prices are reliably low for every customer. They have everything you can need, brake parts, tail lamps, motor oil, and even new carpet. Go explore their easy-to-use website today and find the solution to your auto part needs. Go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck. Right and locked on their how did you hear about us? box and know that we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. Find them at rockauto.com. All right, uh, we will continue here in a moment, but thanks once again for making Locked On Fantasy Football your first listen every day. We are free and available on all platforms here now. Make sure to check out all the other great shows here on the Locked On NFL Network. All right, so let's get into the 405 Eastern Time window. We have the uh, Cardinals going to the Browns. Minus three, the Browns are favored here over the 5-0 Cardinals. Browns are 3-2, 49-and-a-half is the over-under. So, let's look at this matchup. Let's start with the Cardinals. Kyler Murray dealing with the right shoulder injury. That's a little concerning why. We know that last year that shoulder popped up. He wasn't nearly as effective in the second half. He played through it, but just couldn't push the ball downfield. And he's not running as much as he did last year. So, that could be a big concern here going forward. We'll see. He's uh, doing some work in practice still. He can play through it. That's not an issue but how effective is it going to be to get the ball down the field? So we kind of have to wait and see, but you're not benching him at all. You're just maybe expecting that maybe you have to temper expectations. I know the Browns just gave up a big game to Justin Herbert there, but that kind of came out of nowhere. Part of it was the Browns a little bit injured on in the back end. With Denzel Ward, Greg Newsome. You also now have some defensive line injuries. Everyone is hurt up front, and they're starting four, especially Jadavian Clowney and Miles Garrett. Clowney missed last week, so that could have helped uh, – Herbert get a little bit more comfortable, so we'll see if Clowney can return to flank Garrett. Garrett should be okay, a little bit healthier than he was last week, but you also have their tackles hurting, so again, let's hope this front four can hold up. The Cardinals having some issues up front as well with their injuries. Uh, Justin Murray, the right tackle's out. You're looking at Rodney Hudson, he's a veteran uh, stalwart center from the Raiders and Chiefs. He's battling a bit of an issue, and we know uh, we've also had Kelvin Beachum hurt for the Cardinals all year, so couple banged-up units up front. I still like the Browns to rebound a little bit with their pass defense at home. Let's we'll watch the weather here. If there's some wind picking up, it's not quite November on the shores of Lake Erie, but that could be a factor in throwing the ball downfield as well for Murray. So you got a temporary expectations for Murray. It's more of a middle-of-the-road uh, QB1 there this week. Still playable for sure. And his receiving core, DeAndre Hopkins, lock and load. And I think if you're going to play anyone else from that core with Dan, uh, with the— uh, Dan Arnold was traded. You have Max Williams out at tight end. So that means it's going to be more touches for Rondell Moore as a short-to-intermediate receiver. So I'm looking at Moore as a deep-league wide receiver three or flex. DeAndre Hopkins locked in every week, as he always is, as a wide receiver one, and a good rebound game for him last week. He didn't have the ribs injury to deal with. So it's going to be pretty high volume for him. So I like those two guys from the receiving core. Chase Edmonds I like. Uh, James Conner I do not like. I don't think it's going to be a game for him all that much. He's very touchdown-dependent. Edmonds are going to use the pass game. Hopefully a little bit, little bit healthier from the shoulder injury he had last week there against the 49ers. So, yeah, so principles here that we look at Murray and Hopkins and Rondo Moore and Chase Edmonds as the supplemental players here. From the Cardinals' uh, offense, and I don't think I'm going to go with their defense. I know the defense put up some numbers, and the Browns' offensive line is banged up. But I think there's a chance Jedrick Wills returns this week. J.C. Treader and uh, Jack Conklin getting a little bit healthier up front. That's going to help Baker Mayfield's running tackle. The running backs, Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt, were a little bit banged up. I think where they were managed and rested, they had a big, busy day. That wild affair with the Chargers in Los Angeles. So I think the Browns were just being careful with them. So they'll be good to go. And uh, the Cardinals, they're a pretty good run defense. But again, it's Chubb and Hunt there in your lineup every week. Chubb as a borderline RB1 and Hunt as a high upside RB2. And we've almost seen the Hunt crossover in RB1 pretty much as well. So you're not sitting those backs. They're the lifeblood of what the Browns do. Now, can you go anywhere else? I mean, you have David and Njoku. He's battling a knee injury. You have Austin Hooper. You have a tight end by committee. You have wide receiver, essentially, by committee with Rashad Higgins and uh, Dom Peoples-Jones and Odell Beckham Jr. Not doing all that much for Baker Mayfield. But Mayfield, you could play in this game. It is Kyler Murray. He's going to be a little bit motivated too Number one overall draft picks consecutive years from Oklahoma, same offense. So Baker might be a little bit more motivated. He played pretty well last week, had the two touchdowns in his by far best game of the season throwing the ball around. So he's not going to force it to Odell, but I think there could be pretty high volume here for the Browns as their defense has a few more issues. And the Cardinals can put up some numbers here on the scoreboard to uh, force the Browns out of their running show and uh, really build on last week's offensive explosion with the Chargers. All right. The next game we'll talk about, uh, we go out to the 425 here on CBS. You have the Raiders traveling to the Broncos. Big news with the Raiders this week, and we didn't talk about it much here on Lockdown Fantasy Football, but John Gruden is out. We know why. We don't need to get into that anymore. It was an ugly situation here that developed. So now you have Greg Olson maybe having his own uh, spin on this offense here. Maybe open things up a little bit, try to get the receivers involved. Yeah, that's fine. If you need Hunter Renfro, you can go there as a wide receiver three, especially in half or full point PPR leaning leagues. Darren Waller's in your lineup every week. Let's hope he can do a little bit more damage here in this Broncos matchup with Derek Carr. I'm not interested in Carr at all. I'm not interested really in the Raiders running backs, if I can avoid them. I don't like the usage here between Josh Jacobs and Kenny Drake, and Peyton Barber might be back this week. So, yeah, hot hand approach. There's no Gruden overseeing anything. So, it could be kind of unpredictable what you get from the Raiders, so I'm going to stick with the guys that have produced the best year of the season: Renfro in those uh, points per reception formats, and Waller locked in every week. But everything else, I'm going to avoid on the Raiders, and also not interested in playing their defense on the road. They were a big disappointment last week against the Bears. Not going to play them on the road against the Broncos. They're protecting the ball with Teddy Bridgewater. Bridgewater is a 250 and two streamer. If you need him this week, I think he'll get the job done. The Raiders' defense. Uh, not as good at the back end; their pass rush is kind of being limited. We know the Browns have or the Broncos have a uh, Garrett Bowles and left tackle, so Bridgewater's going to be protected. This could be a breakout game for one uh, Javante Williams. Let's watch that. Belvin Gordon had a lower leg injury; now he's got a ribs issue, so we'll monitor that. If Javante gets a few more touches this week in this one, I think he can really smash it. But I do like Gordon and Williams out of the backfield. I like Noah Fant every week; he's a tight end one. On the back end. I like Tim Patrick. I like Cortland Sutton in this matchup as well. So I actually do like the Raiders to kind of pull the upset in this one. Strangely, some Derek Carr emotional uh, kind of numbers defying logic here. And uh, maybe they'll rally around here. Rich Masaccia, the interim head coach. So I do like it being close. I don't think it's going to be high scoring. I'm, that's why I'm sticking with the principals on both teams here. There with uh, Sutton, Patrick and uh, Fant and the running backs for Denver and for the Raiders again. It's more so I don't want to look into Jacobs versus Drake versus Barber here in this game, but Waller and Renfro and another random receiver. It's either going to be Henry Ruggs III or Brian Edwards. I think he's going to get the job done this game, but I'm not uh, comfortable starting either one this week. We have three more games to talk about. We'll get to those in our final segment here. And those are the marquee games, the, the ones that you expect to have the highest ratings here, starting with the Cowboys at the Patriots should be a good one there. We're back and better than ever. All eyes are on the gridiron as teams are back for another football season. As always, BetOnline is your one spot for all the pro and college football action this season. With the new updated site interface, even more odds prompting contests. BetOnline continues to be the number one source for everything football. Head to the website or your mobile device today. Sign up today to receive your 50% welcome bonus or first deposit. Don't forget to use the promo code Locked On to receive your bonus. From football, basketball, boxing, right down to your favorite Vegas casino games, don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers for the 2021 season. Bet online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your favorite sports. Bet online, where the game starts. All right, let's close the show. Looking at our three biggest games a week to wrap it up all the way through Monday Night Football, and it's the Cowboys Patriots. Uh, this game's getting as much hype almost as we saw as the Bucks patriots game and that's part of it is that the Cowboys don't get to play the Patriots often the Patriots usually have their number with Bill Belichick, they've dominated this matchup uh, every time it comes along here every uh, fourth year in this rotation, uh, that's how the NFL sets it up for NFC versus AFC for the most part, now we have that uh, wrinkle of that extra game, but the rotational schedule means these teams don't play each other often here and uh, so we'll see what happens with Dak in this one, but I think you just have to say the Patriots are going to try to take away one thing. Now, I don't think the Patriots are built to take away the running game. So I really like Ezekiel Elliott and Tony Pollard. I think it's going to be that type of game, like that Chargers matchup uh, early in the season for the Cowboys, where they really trust the backs a little bit more. They're not going to force it. We've seen that all season long. If Amari Cooper or CeeDee Lamb or both are kind of bottled up by this good Patriots secondary, they're just going to hand off to Elliott and Pollard and get the job done that way. And they'll throw to the tight ends. I don't like the tight ends, actually, in this game. The Patriots are the number one defense against the tight end. So Dalton Schultz, I would park here. It's all a matter of who's going to be the guy that doesn't see the tougher coverage. Uh, you have J.C. Jackson. So he could be on uh, Amari Cooper. He could be on C.D. Lamb. Maybe they'll interchange there so it keeps Dak Prescott guessing. But So I, I'm not going to go nuts. Uh, I think Lamb is going to be the guy that uh, is more limited in this game because they're also very good in the slot. So wherever Lamb lines up, he's going to have a tough matchup. Where I think they will move around Cooper and maybe get some favorable spots there. Cooper's also the veteran with some savvy. (coughs) So you would think he can break out of that matchup a little bit better. So uh, Lamb, I'm a little bit worried about for sure in this one. It could be the guy they take out of the game. But if that's the case, it's going to be the Cooper and Elliott show with a little bit of Pollard on the side. Dak is still startable. His running ability is also going to help him in this game. Here at times to add another element to confuse the Patriots there. So Dak is good. You just can't expect him to smash it in this game like he did against uh, the Eagles or Giants. It's just not going to happen as the Patriots are just a much better defensive team. And this game is on the road and not in Dallas where the Cowboys just aren't as good or as explosive offensively overall. Now, you could start the Cowboys defense. Look at Trayvon Diggs. He has an ankle injury, but he just keeps bringing it. Last week, his teammate Anthony Brown... Helped him with a pick six there against uh, Mike Glennon and the Giants. So we'll see how that plays out. Mac Jones is a young quarterback. Could get sacked. His offensive line is quite beat up, by the way. You have uh, Trent Brown, and he's on the shelf here. Isaiah Wynn has been hurt. Now the interior is hurt with Shaq Mason there and Justin Heron. So this uh, Cowboys pass rush, they could find ways to get after it. Maybe use Micah Parsons again on the edge to move around. But it could be a rough day for Mac Jones. That said, the two guys I think that he's going to have most success with, Hunter Henry at tight end, the Cowboys still vulnerable. They have multiple safety injuries right now. So Hunter Henry and Mac Jones are starting to become a really good connection here. Just couldn't make it work with Jonas Smith consistently. So Henry and Jones, a good little combination there for some garbage points, I was like, Mac Jones with Jacoby Myers working the slot away from the tougher matchups in this game. So um, looking at uh, what we have with these the, the – Patriots, you just can only look there. Now, the backfield is an interesting situation. You have uh, Damian Harris with a ribs injury. So, is he going to play? Is it more going to be the rookie Ramondre Stevenson from Oklahoma? We'll, we'll have to think about it. We'll have to watch this very carefully. But I do like Stevenson if he can get some touches here. If it's a split between Harris and Stevenson, hard to go there this week. So, it's a, it's going to be quite tough here for the uh, Patriots overall, to do anything, the Cowboys better against the run than the pass. The game script is also going to be pretty negative here, I would think, with the Cowboys leading. Only 4.5-point favorites, 51 and a half. So the Patriots do have some chances for garbage points here, but so do the Cowboys teeing off defensively there. Again, focusing on Elliott, Cooper, and Prescott, the original triplets here, versus extending into Lamb and Schultz in this game. All right, the next game we'll talk about. This is Sunday Night Football. It has lost some glamour for sure. Is the Steelers hosting the Seahawks? Four and a half is the spread on this one as well. In favor of the home team this time, it's the Steelers, 42 and a half. So, a lot lower there. Nine points less than that Cowboys-Patriots game. Let's start with the Seahawks. Uh, yeah, Geno Smith is starting. So, Russell Wilson, yeah. You drafted Russell Wilson for the durability and consistency. And, of course, this is the year that Russell did not play all the games of the season. So, first of this game, it's going to be weird. See Geno Smith in there. We haven't seen this in nearly a decade since uh, 2012. It's been all Wilson here. So we know what we're going to get, but I think we're going to get a lot of shorter passes here. So maybe some Gerald Everett and Tyler Lockett in the middle of the field trying to exploit the Steelers there. They've struggled the most in the slot. They can't struggle against tight ends. So Geno, a little bit of more conservative game plan. You also could have Alex Collins starting in the backfield. That's not good. Collins didn't look very good against the Rams. Chris Carson still has that neck injury. Arthritic neck here, so that could be a lingering issue for Carson and yet a new injury for him. So, really, you start uh, locking in Metcalf, hope for the best. It's just ugly otherwise for this Seahawks offense. Metcalf is going to be really hurt here just by not having the field stretching ability there for Russell Wilson. He's just not going to get the same deep ball sensibility here from Geno Smith, especially with that Steelers pass rush on the other side. And Lockett, hopefully by volume, can get it done here. The Steelers, again, have most trouble in the slot this year. And the Steelers' defense, great play this week at home against Geno Smith. You look at uh, T.J. Watt and company, they should get revved up and put up a big game. I don't love Ben Roethlisberger because I think this going to be a Najee Harris fest here this week. They're going to run, run, run. The Seahawks' run defense is terrible. You might get enough out of Deontay Johnson and Chase Claypool, but I would say it's going to be a little bit limited here with the passing. The Steelers want to play defense. The game script says Harris. So I'm looking for maybe even less than 200 yards from Ben Roethlisberger this week. It certainly could happen. I could look at Najee Harris going for 150 on the ground, maybe flirting with 200 from scrimmage. It would not surprise me at all in this game. So running game defense, Najee Harris, Steelers defense, pretty good sneaky stack in DFS. we'll talk about as well. On lineup Friday. Alright. Last game that we have to look at. <coughs> excuse me again. Is the Bills and Titans. So the Titans are six point underdogs at home on Monday night. 54. So this is the biggest number of all these games. In the back half of the schedule. The Bills-Titans game. Uh, a lot of it is going to be done by the Bills here. Because the Titans cannot stop anything. They can't stop the run. They can't stop... The pass, we know that their defense is terrible here for Mike Vrabel. So, Bills defense, however, dominant on every level with Sean McDermott. So, really uh, interesting development there for the Bills and Titans. Uh, one team totally going in the right direction of the AFC competitor. The other one totally fading here. So, let's start with the Bills. Get everyone in there. Josh Allen, QB1, Elite. Maybe the top matchup of the week for anyone. You have uh, Stephon Diggs. I think you will have a big bounce back game against this overwhelming bad uh, Tennessee secondary with a lot of youth back there, so I think this is a Diggs monster game. If you need Emmanuel Sanders, you could go there. I wouldn't go with Cole Beasley. I think you're, all the big plays are going to be available here. So Emmanuel Sanders, Diggs there on the outside, I really like. Dawson Knox is the new inside guy as well over Cole Beasley, so he's the guy to love here. He's an elite tight end this week, so your principles are all going to light it up. Zach Moss and Devin Singletary are also playable here this week in this matchup if you need them as RB2 and Flex, respectively, in deeper league format. So, yeah, get every Bills player you can. Offensively, get in their defense. The only exception here is Cole Beasley there. But, yeah, Dawson Knox really coming on strong. I love this matchup as well against the Titans. All right, let's go to the Titans side. Derrick Henry and end of sentence here. That's it. Derrick Henry really struggled against the Bills last year. This Bills run defense very good. They're deep. But he's touchdown dependent. He can always get one in this type of game. He's going to do it, but Ryan Tannehill, A.J. Brown, any of the receivers no not going to this week, sending their defense. So pretty easy decision here. Titans can can keep it close, but it's over there for the Bills, and the Bills are the team to like a lot in this game. I think uh, the Bills might uh, give up some garbage in the end, but again, Derrick Henry is the only thing you can look at for the Titans. All right, we made it through the episode, so that's really good. Thanks for making Lockdown Fantasy Football your first listen every day. Again, we'll get to lineup Friday tomorrow, so DFS look, DraftKings, FanDuel, the injury updates, any of the important takeaways you need to know from the Bucks eagles game tonight. Now make your second listen to the Peacock-Williamson NFL show. Peacock Brian Peacock is a former guy that has covered things around the league. Former NFL scout Matt Williamson will give you the expert NFL analysis in less than 30 minutes, so it's free and available on all platforms here just like this show for locked on fantasy football for matchup Thursday. Again, thanks so much for listening and uh, helping me through uh, fighting a little bit uh, under the weather here, but uh, we don't stop. We are going to give you the information you need here. in Locked on fantasy football. We're dedicated to that for locked on fantasy football. This has been Vinny. Iyer have a uh, great day and uh, good luck in uh, your uh, lineup decisions here for Thursday night. And we will uh, catch you for Friday.